Hello and welcome to a foolish edition of the Hooniverse podcast. I'm your host, Jeff, and joining me today is Josh Ostrander. Did I say that right, Josh? I think it's the first time you've ever said that right. It is, and it felt wrong. Um, we are in a car driving. We're holding microphones because I want the sound to be somewhat decent. I know the sound in the GoPro-only version of the podcast with uh, uh, Jason Fenske was okay. Um, but we're not running video here, so you can't see what we're saying. You just got to listen to us. So we're using mics. So we look like dipshits. But that is okay. Uh, we're sharing a car on the way to go see the new Infinity War movie because uh, Infinity, the automaker, is hooking it up by letting us see it a day early. Uh, and you know what I found out? I thought we were going to, like, some premiere. Apparently, they invited a handful of journalists to the actual Hollywood premiere a few days ago, and we didn't get invited to that one. Oh, so we're, like, like the scum premiere? Yeah, we're going to, like, the scum premiere. I'm okay. They're going to have popcorn, though, right? I would assume so. Also, I mean, we still shouldn't, you know, look a gift horse in the mouth sort of thing (laughs) as I have to change lanes. Oh, shit. We might die. Yeah. So if you hear uh, metal and glass, just come looking for us somewhere in the 91 West. Um, Not that this is live. Uh, But we should still talk cars, not movies. This is not the HCU or the MCU. No, this this is the HCU. This is the Hooniverse Cinematic Universe. Um, I, the other day, drove something awesome. I drove a 1965 GT350 competition spec Mustang. And it was um, pretty fucking great. Do your forearms feel bigger? It, I, I probably did about six laps total. What track? Uh, streets. Streets of Willow. Oh, okay. Um, and it, it's a better. It's probably suited more towards Big Willow, but that was in use, and the speeds would have been gnarly. But there's no power steering, and it's a wood rim steering wheel, and it was amazing. It was. Are you going? No. Nope. Okay. Uh, it was awesome. So this car is being built and offered by a company called OVC, which stands for Original Venice Crew, and they are literally the original Venice crew that worked for Shelby back in the 60s building the original GT350. And they're using original K-code cars. So this is about as authentic uh, a relatively new Shelby GT350 as you can get without spending insane money hunting down an actual real one from 1965. So they're like the singer of old Mustangs? Kind of. So like they're not as maniacal as singer, just they're making... They're just, it's like they're continuing of what they've done, oh, and they're okay. doing so in a way. So Peter Brock, who was involved in the original one, back in the day, Shelby was tasked with testing a prototype version of independent rear suspension for Ford, but Ford at the time was like, you know what, fuck this. Too expensive. We don't need it. We're selling 700,000 cars a year with solid rear axles. Why the fuck do we need to complicate the matter? So this is the car that had IRS been given the go, they, this is how the car would have been. So it has independent rear suspension. The front uh, valence is a little bit cleaned up, more in tune of what Peter Brock thinks. There's no bubble in the rear windshield like the original cars got, which Peter Brock always hated. But it has, you know, it has the competition spec roll cage. It has the old school racing bucket seats. It still uses a four-speed manual gearbox and a 289, except this 289. So back in the day, the original K-Code cars had 289s making like 270 horsepower. And then when Shelby got them and did just a GT350, it made about 305, 306 horsepower. This thing's making like 450. Ooh. Yeah. What's the weight on that thing? It's 2,800 pounds. Ooh. And it's... It's just, 
it's a fucking bear to hustle around a track. Uh, the clutch felt great because it's like a just a Ford Performance clutch. The clutch was awesome. That part was easy. The gearbox, they're still R&Ding, believe it or not. It's because it's a T10, so it's an old school. I, oh, I forget yeah, if that's yeah. a side loader or a top loader, but it's a, it's a T10, and it's hard to find the original units for these with the gears to match up and all that shit. So they're going to soon switch to something called a Super T10, which I guess is just like an updated version of that, still using a four-speed and just better and more reliable and easier to use. So this car is the development car. It's been beat up, and they wanted our opinions on the existing gearbox. And it was, it was like, it's been used and abused so much that, like, it's popping out a third, when, oh, okay. like, as you load up the throttle. Yeah. But, th- but that's, they tell you that beforehand. They tell you they're switching the gearbox. So I'm not faulting the car for that. Well, nice and they're though. fixing the problem. Um, but so I'm driving a car that starts at $250,000. The owner and builder's there. And it's popping out of third gear, uh, <laughs> and I'm on a racetrack. I mean, that's there's pressure there. Uh, you don't. Luckily, at streets, there's really nothing to hit. But if you go off, you're going to kick up rocks and shit like that. And you don't want to do that. Um, but the car. I mean, the car was awesome. It's it's the closest you're going to get. It it really is basically a Shelby GT350R. Like it's it's made by the same fucking people. It's it's just wasn't put together back in 1965 it's going to be it's legal for or it's eligible for the shelby registry which it you know whatever but the more interesting thing is they had another car on display there that's heading to a guy in germany and this car is the first continuation car because these are counted as continuation cars it's the first ever continuation car to be fia approved for vintage racing like no other cars got gotten that how does that even work then they had a guy fly out from Europe, uh-huh. and he spent six hours tearing the car apart, oh. measuring everything to... Tolerances and all well, that good stuff. Even to the detriment of the car. So one thing that's crazy is um, the 65 car... So 1965 GT350 was the first American car certified for FIA racing. Something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And now this one is the first continuation car oh. certified. However, in 1965, they wrote down the track width as being 57 inches or something like that, mm-hmm. when in reality they have the correct measurement in 66 and it's 58. And that little inch, the FIA is making them stick to the incorrect number. And it, they had to, like, modify suspension just slightly and work to, like, make sure the wheels fit within the track width or it's a no. The guy, like, it doesn't wiggle at all. And they couldn't have just, like, different offset wheels? It, 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 was, it was, like, it, 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 had to be a it certain altered way. suspension geometry just a little bit. That's oh, okay. how, like, much one-inch yeah. track width difference makes. Well, one inch is huge, though, yeah. It was crazy. And then, um, but the car is... is, is fully certified and this guy is going to take it to like Hockenheim ring for vintage events Um, he's going to try to I don't think it's going to happen this year but he's going to get a like Le Mans classic there's a Le Mans classic race he's going to be involved with that'd be real cool yeah and then so uh, no other car or like continuation car builder has gone through the efforts to have their car FIA certified because it seems like it'd be a fucking nightmare Um, we got to try to get over to the carpool lane try um there is no try. There is only do. Uh, we're going to see it's the a wrong movie. We're, I know, but it's this like <laughs> similar universe. Not really. Owned by the same people. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I was at Disney yesterday, so I, I saw some of that shit. Um, 
So the car was awesome. It was just a handful. I'm writing a story for an outlet called Gear Patrol, which is like a men's lifestyle brand. And then uh, I'm cutting the video together for Hooniverse. They had some really good B-roll. And then I did some in-car, but I'm just going to have to talk over it because I wasn't going to try to capture audio. You're going to lab through your helmet? Right. I, I thought about doing that. I really want to set my helmet up so I can record from it, which should be possible because it's like, I think it's just a three and a half millimeter out. So it should really shouldn't Don't be. you have a jack in there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, a three yeah, and a half yeah. millimeter out. Okay. So I should be able to record directly from, I should run some tests. Because um, that would be awesome. You should ride in that helmet. Yeah, right. Um, so that car was cool. Um, and then tomorrow we're picking up something more modern, a McLaren 570 Spider. Yeah, um, it should be good. Um, make sure you're holding it high enough and it's close enough. Yeah. Otherwise, okay. I'm on levels. Stick that black I, no. thing in your mouth. I was in Vegas once. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about your new, not the McLaren, because the McLaren's boring. No, I wanna, it is a little boring. I want to talk about your new ride, because so the the Volkswagen GTI Hooniverse camera car has been retired. Yeah, I traded that in for. Well, the main reason was just peace of mind. Don't say uh. I like your choice. I, no, no, no. I like my choice. I just kind of I don't regret selling that car. I just liked it. Like I liked that car. A lot. Okay. It was my first quick car in a while. Before the blue thing I had to get rid of. Quick. Quote, unquote. <laughs> it had a tune on it, yeah. right? Uh, so tell them what you replaced it with. So I got a 2017 Golf All Track that I am extremely happy with. Yeah. Except for one little thing, and that is the transmission is just weird. You have the DSG. It's a six-speed DSG, which I drove the manual, and it was not good. It just was not a good transmission. Like, yeah, manual till I die, whatever. I understand that, and I, and I get that. But a manual in a car that doesn't fit a manual is not good. Right. It just wasn't good. I can agree with that. So I got the DSG and it just does some weird things. It's just it mainly just from stop throwing in the first. It's the only thing I complain about. It just doesn't want to make up its mind. Yeah, well dual dual clutch gearboxes hate first gear exactly. as a general no, rule. For sure, for sure. Um, we're and it's easy to talk right now because we're stuck in fucking I five North traffic. We have to drive. For those of you who know Southern California, we're driving from the south of near the south of Orange County, like southeast Orange County, to Woodland Hills, which is basically, I On mean, it might as well be it might as well be Sacramento. Um, yeah. that's how I feel about <laughs> Woodland fucking hills. But whatever, we're, we're going to see a free movie. Can't complain. So your new car is awesome. Yeah. I like the color choice. Yeah, I got the bright red. Looks good. I saw the silver, and the silver's the silver was actually good. But I decided if I'm going to get a new car, let's be annoying about it. So the red it was, okay. and they wanted, they had a blue model, but they wanted like two thousand extra dollars for blue. Really? So I kind of told them like, "Fuck you guys," and got red. Okay. No, it it looks good. You're gonna you're gonna do some wheels and stuff like that. Yeah, I have wheels and tires on the way. Uh, I have some mud flaps going on, some spacers, some some lug studs. Nothing too crazy, just to look good and some fo- and some photos. Uh, I'm not doing off road tires like we talked about. Right. I really wanted to do that, but finding fitment. Well, here's the thing: I work for a wheel company, or for Motegi Racing. So to find fitment for my car in a small enough tire or a small enough wheel and something we manufacture without having to do adapters just doesn't work. Mm. And um, we had a, uh, a just a set literally behind my desk. And I was like, these fit perfectly <laughs> and they're free. So those are going to go on and they're going to, they are uh, 18 by nine and a half. No, 18 by eight and a half, excuse me. 
and they're gonna I'm gonna put some two fifty five forty eighteens. Those on are it. big tires. Yeah, they're yeah no, it's gonna be a fat. It's gonna be real chunky fitment. It does fit. I have checked before. Someone is running. Someone uh, GTI swapped an all track with the same exact measurements as I'm doing for wheels. Huh. I might have to do a slight spacer possibly, but I'm talking like mm, I don't know eighth of an inch maybe nothing too crazy. Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll cross that bridge when I when I come to it. I would like to do spacers anyways because I just wanna I wanna make it look hera fresh. Right. Which is that was racist. No, it's it, dude. It's just a <laughs> lot. Um, um, so yeah, that should be cool. I'm really looking forward to that. Rock blocks is giving me some mud flaps for that. Uh, white mud flaps with bright white uh, red lettering to match oh, that's my cool. car. It's gonna look really annoying, but that's kind of what I'm going for. Right. Okay. I mean, if you know what you're going for, yeah, then no, that's for what sure. you're going for. And it's gonna have bike racks on it. It's gonna. It's not gonna fit into any. Oh, because we're both about that life. Yeah. Oh, that's the only life I'm really about anymore. Right. Like. Um, wow, that S2. I'm I wonder if anybody can pick, yeah, if anybody can hear that S2000 next to us with its primer-esque body panel and over fenders. And How do you primer the top? It's like a gradient, right? From primer to red. Oh, there's they over just fenders. Gave up. Yep. Um, there's like Ryan Turk style front fenders. Um, they look happy though. Good for them. Those are two dudes in a convertible though. We've done that. We have done that. Ours um, was better. Yeah, I guess. There's a video of that on the YouTube channel, which you should all go see. Look up the Range Rover Evoke convertible video to see what the hell we're talking about. Um, now, in other wagon news, I visited an old friend today, the Wombat. That's your worst friend you've ever had. <laughs> that's like he borrows money from you. It's like a drunken ex that beats me, and I, I can't leave it. That's he, a like, horrible joke He, like, hits on your wife me. in front of you. Like, he's like Uncle Wagon. Um, but... The reason I went to visit today is because it's at a shop. Why is this person breaking and there's no one in front of them? Because we're in Southern California. I need to get around this person so bad. So though I went to visit the wagon today. It's at a shop. It's being evaluated, and we are actually coming up with a plan. And I can tell you that the Hemi will be for sale soon. The wow. Hemi, the Hemi's going to be for sale. I'm forging ahead with no Hemi, and we're going either LQ based engine or LS3, something like that, because they're dirt cheap, relatively speaking. Uh, and the, the packaging solution is much easier, and it's just going to make this thing actually run and drive. The goal right now is to get it running and driving, and we're working out the action plan to make that happen. Um, so there's, there's life. There's, there's, there's not a pulse yet, um, but there, something is happening. It's, 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 it's out of the dark. Apparently, a cat might have been living in it, um, which is great. When it was in the yard, yes. Um, yeah, I would, I wouldn't put it past that. But yeah. but nothing appears chewed up, so they, that's why they don't think it was a rat. They think it was like a slightly bigger animal, and they haven't found any like shit all over the place, just fur on one of the seats. So not the end of the world. I looked at it today. It looked it, the car itself seems like it's in solid shape, um, but that and the engine. They, when they looked at the Hemi, they realized it's missing so many pieces. There's like one or two pulleys that are missing. The intake isn't there. Um, he's, he's, so it would be a nightmare chasing this stuff down. Where we could just get the entire plug-and-play-based LS system, and it, it will come together so much faster. There'll be some more space for either the original Mercedes steering or probably a Mustang 2 base system, and we'll go from there. Um, so there's there's but the good news is there's there's life. I posted a picture like a, a cheeky picture of the car on my at Hooniverse Jeff Instagram page. Um, so I'm very excited that something's happening, and I'm I'm most likely going to sell the sedan to help fund this thing come to life. 
I think it's almost time to say bye bye to the um, the W one fourteen. That was such a that's such a good car though. I mean, it still is. It's the wagon's not getting built tomorrow. They're, the yeah. shop's going to work with me to stretch this build to stretch this out a little bit to uh-huh. help ease the the cost. Yeah. So it's not going to be like, hey, let's get it running. You know, this month it's like let's get it running over the course of a few months. Yeah. So to to help <laughs> with the cost. Um, because uh, we were talking budgets, and I gave him, you know, ideally where I'd like to stay, and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> Did we ever do any w- videos about your sedan besides like installation of stuff? Um, I mean, we've never done a review of it, but we've done some shift happens and stuff. All like I that. know is that I like that. I don't want to own it, but if we're ever going anywhere, and I'm assuming we're in that, I'm happy. Yeah, it's, it's comfortable. Super comfortable. It's super. I mean, it's slow as shit. Which it's is slow as good. shit, and it's very roomy. Like I don't know. I don't know if you guys know. Jeff and I are both six foot twelve feet tall. Like, we're big dudes. So for us to sit in the same car together, it's a miracle. Right. So sitting in that, it's like it's just so comfortable. And like the seats, the springs make noises on them, which I think is cool. I don't know why. I just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's still gonna get a new sound system because the um, the wagon's not gonna be done soon. So there's still some attention that needs to be paid to the Mercedes before I go ahead and sell it. Um, you know, I want to I want to figure out the engine I feel like it could be it's running strongly, but it it's also just it 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 seems louder than it should be. There's a few things I want to get checked out on the engine. Uh, I would love I still would love to get the paint corrected and that all cleaned up. I'd want to get the headliner done. Just things to clean it up before I do list it and sell it so that I can get a bit more money for it and the next person kind of walks into something in better shape than I have it right now. Um, thank you for playing audio in the background. Yeah, I'm the worst. <laughs> um, so that's where we're at on those cars. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is coming in. Um, talk about Germany, but right now we're driving an Infiniti QX60, which is fine for traffic. I didn't want to drive the Benz today because it doesn't have AC. Oh, yeah, good choice. And that would have sucked. Um, that would have sucked a lot. But this Infinity QX60, which we're driving to, Infinity War, is fine. I hate that it has a CVT. The CVT in this is not great, but it does. You can you can pop this over into a mode to just force it into different predetermined ratios, and there's a sport mode for a little bit more throttle response. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can at least force it into gears if you need to pass, but this CVT is very rubber bandy. The steering's very light, but as far as, like, a family vehicle, it's pretty good at its job. We took this to Disney yesterday, myself, my wife, her parents, and my daughter, and there was everybody was comfortable, and we didn't even you know tap into the, the third row at all. Um, yeah, so it was good. It was good to go. You want to talk about the Ford news? We can talk about the Ford news. I'm just looking at my ways to see uh, our turn. Oh, 12 miles on the 101. Okay. Uh, yeah, what the fuck is Ford doing? So correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong. They're kind of canceling all cars except the Mustang, right? Like. Yeah. More or less. So, um, well, so Fiesta. And then a Focus Active, it's called. It's which, like, what is, which, so do you it's, know what it's, that it's, is? It's like, a, I think it's like an all tracky version of the Focus. So, like a light, more of a lifestyle uh-huh. car. Um, okay. And, and then everything that. else is uh, is truck or utility vehicle. And Mustang. And, right. Yeah, right. Basically, yes. That's, that is the plan. So, I, I mean, the, the reason they're doing this is to. The CEO, Jim Hackett, says is to cut costs. His goal by 20, fuck, was it, what was it? Somewhere in the 2020s was to cut costs by $25.5 billion. 
And to well, do that, how much? Twenty-five and a half billion. That's a lot. Oh my god. <laughs> Every product line costs a shitload of money. Oh, you know? Of course, yeah. So he and then the goal is to also like a part of this goal or the reasoning behind it is that they're not chasing down improvements on loss leader vehicle segments. They're instead following the consumer money, and the consumer money right now is crossovers. And obviously trucks. They're the you know they sell the number one truck in, on the planet, mm-hmm. um, and they're not going to change that. That's going to be their anger. The Mustang is kicking ass for them uh, around the globe now, actually, because it's a global car these days. But everything else sucks shit for them, and so they don't want to throw more Even money. Even the focuses. Yeah, apparently. And this fusion in front of us. Yeah, yeah. Nobody buys them. That nobody is gives a shit. Surprisingly shocking, to be honest with you. Um, nobody gives a shit, and they're not they're not buying them. So um, they're getting rid of them, which seems drastic, short-sighted. Yeah, like, I don't know if you need to get rid of all of them. Or so when did they put the Fiesta in the States? What, 2014? I was going to say 13, 13 or 14. I think it's 13 or 14. So either, okay, five years. Right. So in five years from now, or whenever they cut all the lines, there's going to be new lines. There's going to be new lines. Yeah. Oh, you mean like new new models? Like, like that's well, that's what they're going to decide. Hey, this was a bad idea. Well, no, because it would take it would probably take a bit longer than that to ramp back up. As um, opposed to just, though, yeah. like some of these cars are going to live on in other markets, like the Fiesta. Like, so I think what the, what is going to happen is it might have like a Ranger type situation. The Ranger went away from oh, the U.S. Okay, market. Yeah. They're like, well, fuck, and now they're like, oh, we're bringing the Ranger back. So maybe you know. The, the Fusion's going to go away. We're like, that was a decent car. Why'd you get rid of it? And then the Fusion will come back. Yeah. Or, I mean, it really all depends, But because the consumers right now really just want fucking crossovers. Like, everybody wants a crossover, and Ford's going to give them what they want. But if consumer sentiment shifts, then, yeah, it's like you don't have the offerings they want, and you're, are you just going to keep chasing that? Uh, so, I don't know. It's It just seems like a, a very... Uh, everything I read about this, everybody's like... What are you? What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing, man? Um, I I could see them doing that for Lincoln, like just having one sedan and then the rest being crossovers and F- SUVs. I feel like that could work fine for the Lincoln brand. Like uh-huh. Just make the Continental and then make your new Aviator, which actually looks really good. Yeah, it does. Um, and then the uh, the Navigator is supposed to be great too. So like, if you just went with that strategy, Lincoln, you can get away with three models and be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. F- Maybe four. Yeah, they could have a truck, SUV. Well, they don't need a truck, but they could do like another size. Oh, yeah, they They don't need a black one. Three sizes of crossover SUV, and then they could do a sedan, and they'd be golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because nobody, like, the the Ford F 150s are so fancy at the top level. Oh, yeah. Like the King Ranch edition. If you have a Super Duty um, Platinum, that's an $80,000. The red one you had, right? Yeah, that was awesome. Um, that was a bitch getting the truck on the trailer that day. Yeah, do you want to talk about that? Uh, I mean, I'm sure we the bad decisions that, that well, were that made was that day. The clutch was out, so we. Well, that was also someone hitting the brakes when we're still going up the ramp. I don't think I hit the brakes. Oh, you hit the brakes. No, we, we were downhill. You hit the brakes. We had to push the truck Look, onto the, a trailer. The truth will set you free. Just and say it. It was. Uh, it sucked. Someone so hit the brakes. Good. Whatever. We got it up there. We got it up there. Um, <laughs> we played too much Far Cry. All right? Eventually, um, and we eventually we got it up there. <laughs> And that truck isn't with me anymore. Um, yeah, but the dude who has it does cool stuff with it. Well, yeah, he takes it. And he's a nice dude. Great. Um, I'm very happy that the truck is doing truck stuff. Now, yeah, so Ford just seems bananas about this. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what they're doing. Um, but whatever. 
Um, ooh, that's a nice. That's a decently clean GTR. Mark Seven, yeah. Seven Rabbit is the license plate. If you, if Seven Rabbit, if you listen to the podcast, you have a nice GTI. And if you don't, go fuck yourself, buddy. Um, that was me. That was uncalled. How dare you? I just did Matt's uh, the Smoking Tire podcast. Oh. I did it live, and it was um, it was fun. It was fun doing it live because people could do. You can do this like super chat where uh-huh. people pay money to see their questions jump to the top of the queue because the regular chat it just goes by too quick it's like, like a stock ticker stuff. yeah yeah and then the um the super chat their their questions stay there and you can read them so we were answering some fun questions some weird questions but some fun stuff too um so that was kind of fun i don't know when they post the finished version of the live podcast i think it's like a few weeks later um but it was it was fun to see and and his his garage is is inching closer to 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 happening i mean it's it's happening but like actual physical work is inching closer to, to happening, which is cool to hear. So it's going to be a good spot for him. Um, so apparently Bosch is fixing diesels forever now. Have Bosch you heard that news? Di- no. I just read the headline this morning, so I don't know. Look at you, Rudy, prepping for the podcast. No, it's just called range laughing when I wake up. Okay. No, I didn't hear that at all. Yeah, apparently Bosch has clean diesel technology that works this time. Okay. I don't know what exactly that means, but. If it's going to come from anybody in the aftermarket, I think Bosch is a safe bet. Bosch is a pretty good bet. Bosch, and yeah, no, that's a good choice. Um, I'm trying to, well, I'm, I'm curious to drive, speaking of diesel and Ford, their F-150 diesel review, or their launch happened, and I think it's still embargoed, so nobody has said how it's, it drives, but I'm sure it's going to be pretty awesome. That's a perfect engine for a truck like that. Yeah. A smaller, I think it's a three-liter turbo diesel. Um and uh, it's crazy that it's taken that long to get diesels into you know the the, the half tons or whatever size fucking light duty trucks they are. I don't know anymore. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's that'll be that'll be an interesting offering. I'm sure it'll be like. I wonder how much of a premium the diesel engine is going to have, but it'll be a, a pretty cool truck that doesn't go. You know, it's going to be like a baby Super Duty if you equip it right. So you don't have to spend eighty thousand dollars with the right rear and all that stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, like also like if you get like a limited or a platinum or a higher trim, so you get it like say you're at like fifty sixty instead of like eighty eighty five. That's that's kind of a decent trade off if you if you need a fancy truck uh-huh. and you want a diesel engine. It, I'm, I bet it's probably going to clear like thirty miles per gallon and have shit loads of torque, uh, but it's not going to beat the noise of a V eight, of course. But it should still be pretty cool. Um, did you just get back from Nora? I was going to say, I did just go to Nora last weekend. I went to, we were in Ensenada from Saturday morning to Sunday morning. So we just watched, uh, we're there for contingency and start. And it, w- it was really interesting because we, I mean, I was at Baja 1000 this year and it was very similar vibes to that, but also like. It's more relaxed, s- right? More relaxed. And it, it was a little, I felt a little safer there too, to oh, be really? honest. Well, the first time. When I went to Baja for the 1000, that was the first time I was ever in Mexico. Okay. And there's just so much going on at contingency. I just, like, it was just like, I don't like any of these people. But, no, it was it was really good. Nora was cool. There was everything from, you know, Robbie Gordon in his in his class Textron that actually won, which was pretty cool. Straight What's out the factory that? Four. It's a UTV, but it's, it's, so it's UTV, but it comes stock, super widened. A uh, little, I, th- I want to say a little bit higher, just like what you would normally do to a UTV when you buy it. Oh, so the so companies are making them now right away, like that way. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm not positive, but I'm. I'm pretty sure that the Textron, it's like the Robbie Gordon XXL, I think, or XL, is the first one that comes like that, and it won. 
huh. for first time out and wow. won Nora, which is kind of weird because from my understanding, Nora is not necessarily like a race race. It's more of like a, a rally, like a point. I mean, to, kind of, but at the same time, like you got to pay to get in. So take my money. I want to win kind of thing. Yeah. Is how I'm kind of looking at it. Um, but it was really cool. I went down there to support the American Racing uh, Anderson F100, which looked super bitch and it had a new wrap on it which was like a gun metal i don't know like an anthracite i guess you would call it gray super cool uh they finished i think 50th on the first day mm-hmm. which was a lot better than what they started if i'm not mistaken so that was cool nice and it was just cool like reese mills down there is utv um any old Toyota with that livery that I love so much was down there, so that was really cool to see. Like the eighties Rod a- Millen. Exactly, yeah. And then they had there was a, a raptor. It was a limified raptor. Limified? Limified raptor with I wanna say six passengers. Wow. So two, two and two. Okay. And like for my understanding, that's just a way to split racing. <laughs> because they literally like 'cause so the race is six days, I think, so yeah. Everybody drives a day. Like, wow. I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have time to talk. Wait, to the it was in the race? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, it was lining up to get teched. <laughs> like, I didn't think it was real. And I talked to John, my boss, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, that's that's how oh, they the race. How and runs like, that? I don't know, but it has, like, because I, I thought it was there as, like, a support vehicle. Or right, like a, or just like a, a joke. Yeah, like a marketing vehicle. But it's got full-on buckets in it. It's got window nets. Like, it was dirty. The how much was, would it suck sitting in the back during the race? I don't know. I didn't see it move. But it looked cool. Okay, you should do a story on it. And I jump would like in to it, do a story. I'm not on doing it. it. Um, that sounds amazing. That sounds really, really awesome. Huh. So Nora was cool. Nora was cool, and like, so that we kind of just went down as kind of like a fun day trip, half work, half just for fun, and we got to spend some time walking down to the shops and stuff. And if anybody's down to Mex- been down to Mexico, the the people on the street will, will will walk with your group. That's how they get you into their shops, right? They talk to you about your day and like what what are you here for whatever whatever, so we'd we'd get we'd get hey you want some beer, yep we're like no no we're we're good we just drank and then it immediately goes from beer to like prostitution oh shit like there's no in between right <laughs> so it's like beer oh, you want your dick sucked it's like beer pussy like there's I, no I would like like to see what you have in your shop sir well so, <laughs> like, but like it was that was the whole the whole trip it was like hey you want some weed no no thank you you want girls. Like there's like there's no there's like there's no like hey you want a churro you want a beer <laughs> you want some weed and it was just boom boom and I was like I was like you know I can't fault you guys can I you just have get some, some t-shirts and a sticker or something yeah like no stickers Instead nothing of venereal disease yeah like I was not about that corona life. like I bought a leather purse for my girlfriend and the guy's like hey thanks for the money you want a hand job and I'm like not from you wow Mexico is amazing it no it was a really cool place they had the best churros I've ever had in my life at the border so I'm announcing my uh, Nora team now, by the way. <laughs> hand jobs and, and hand jobs and leather goods. Yeah, um, and then isn't there a lot of vintage run stuff running Nora too? Yeah, I mean, there is. I wasn't able to see a lot of it, unfortunately, except for our truck. I mean, that's basically more or less a stock F one hundred, except for safety stuff mm-hmm. um, and nav and low rants and all that stuff and right, radios. Right, right. Um, but that even that team still has th- three chase trucks. Wow, I think, I think two support and then a media truck. I'm not totally sure. Um, yeah, I didn't know I was going till basically Thursday night. That's funny. We were kind of talking about it. I was like, "Well, it might happen. It might. It might not." And then Thursday night, it's like, "Hey, be at my house at five. We got to go." How many times is it? 
this your second time in Mexico or more? This is my second time in Mexico. I'll be down for the 500 um, next uh, when this comes out. June, what, the, the 500 of 2018. I'll be down there for probably three or four days. We're staying in, a, check this out, Bryce Munsey's family's hotel. Yeah, they bought a hotel. Yeah, we're staying there. They have a lot of money. Well, when you build half of Vegas, right. I would assume. How's his back? Yeah, that's a that's a, tri- a tricky situation. So if, if you guys don't know, Bryce was at, I want to say Glamis. I could be wrong about this, though. Um, hitting some dunes in a, in his UTV all day and then jumped in his four, Pro 4 truck and hit a jumpy hit repeatedly through that day and um, broke his back, basically. Had Jesus. to get cut out of the truck and life flight out. Life flights, by the way, $75,000. <laughs> and I only know this because he posted about it on Instagram and I screenshot it. And that just, like... Anytime I do something stupid, I'm like life flight seventy five grand. Like, right. it makes you think twice. Yeah. Should I hit this jump on my mountain bike? Nah. Yeah, I'm like, no. Okay. I'll, I'll just wheelie. Yeah, I'll I'll fall over yeah. sideways. It's fine. I'll, I'll limp out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's uh, yeah, life flights no bueno. Yeah, I mean, but he he is up, and I I think the latest news is that he should be able to drive in about eight weeks. That's crazy. I think that's real tight for the five hundred though, so I don't think. Uh, he'll be doing it. I'm not totally sure. Hmm. Look at his Instagram. He'll tell you. Right. Um, but yeah, it was it was really nuts because we walked in the office and and we got the news and and it was tough because Bryce is one of those guys who he's been a part of the family for a while and he's a nice guy and and we just couldn't really. I mean, you just don't think of that happening. I mean, he's been injured before, so he maybe, has. Maybe he, with him, he I do ha- think of it happening. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, cause it was the mini in Dakar. Yeah, that, well, why'd you gotta bring that, that up? That was an expensive mistake. Yeah. So I got, I, from my understanding, what he, he, I think he even said this is that he just didn't listen to his co-driver. Yeah. He admitted he, he drove admitted. through his co-driver's instructions. Yeah. And then I guess there, there might've been some issues with the suspension reaction time possibly. I, I've kind of heard some rumors thrown around about that, but I don't know. Like, I'm not totally sure. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. He straight up admitted to say like, Hey, I, I. Uh, I blew through my co-driver, and this right. is what happened. This is what happens when you do that. So, yeah. Um, okay. You know what? I just I just got to bring this up. I saw um, an, a Hellcat Charger going the other way. Yeah. So that the trend for these Hellcat Charger owners is now just to leave the yellow packaging material on that lower. Yeah, splitter. I wanted to talk to you about that. I think that looks awesome. But it's packaging material. I know. I'm no, no, no. I think they're taking the packaging material off and then like yellow taping it or getting it finished because it looks awesome because when get i it finished well when i worked at donut in our parking lot the or in the parking lot we had a park in someone had a hellcat uh challenger same exact thing but it was finished it wasn't just like material okay well then it would have been cool for like the first like few people who did it but now oh it's super cool everybody does it Ooh, nice miata dang that thing looked good i think you're being a hater it's awesome i am being a hater okay uh, i saw one at cars and coffee the other day too i was like eh I want to go up and peel it off, but that would be like such a dick move to do. <laughs> um, but whatever, they have the, the, the Hellcat, so have fun. Um, but <clears throat> oh, we're back up with the S2000, for those of you wondering. Um, its its door handles are red, its mirrors are red. Its rear bumper is gradient primer red. And then the side sill is, is a little bit of uh, just red kissed. <laughs> um, but again, they're having fun. It's probably it's 77, so it's a little warm. It's got an NVIDIA exhaust on what? it, I can tell you that much. A, a what exhaust? An NVIDIA. Like a graphics card? No, it's a brand. <laughs> like it can play uh, Crisis? No. Um, 
You wish it could play Crisis. Right. Nobody could play Crisis. Um, Not even Crisis plays Crisis. I gotta get out of this lane. I'm trying. It's, this is tough to do a podcast and whip up the five, especially when I'm gonna pass you. We might bitch. die. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get around that that uh, Malibu or whatever the fuck. If anybody is wondering, yes, Jeff does drive like an asshole. Like if that uh, if that thought has ever gone through your head. Yes, I'm assuming. That's how you get I'm assuming with in his Southern California. I'm assuming with his wife and children, he drives just fine. I do, I but do. with with me or no one, he's that guy. Everybody in California. I hope I didn't ruin your facade. Drives, by the way, there's no facade. Everybody <laughs> in California drives terrible, so I have to get around them, and to do so, I have to drive aggressively. Um, the left lane is a shit show. The five north is a shit show. Nobody's paying attention to what they're doing. I'm paying more attention to what's going on on the road while I'm recording a podcast. Um, and that's terrible. But Allegedly. That is what it is. <laughs> that is what it is. I'm trying to think of what cars we have coming up. Um, I think I'm kind of light on cars. Um, I don't Did have... you and Chris talk about the Julia last time you guys were together? Yeah, we oh. talked about the, the Gulia. The, the Julia G- Gulia. The Gulia. Such good. A, such a good car. It was car. good. The video's doing well on the channel. The um, only complaint about that whole thing, the whole car itself. So, two. I sat in it, and I said, this seating position sucks. Which you were wrong. You Hold on. adjust the seat. I didn't know I didn't want to adjust the seat because you and I sit very similarly. We're very proportioned the same. And then I said, you know, I'm just not going to move it. Jeff's car, whatever, whatever. Then I drove it, and I was like, no, this is the right position. Why it felt different in moving to not moving is beyond me. That and the backup camera on the screen is ridiculously small. It's pretty small. It was like a two-by-two two square on a screen that was half the dashboard. Yeah. So I don't know why. That, maybe it's like a software thing or like up over-the-air update that could be fixed that way. But that was just, super, it was just super weird. Like, um, I, don't, I didn't get it. Well, everything else was great. No, exactly. Yeah, no. I, suspension was awesome. The motor sounded amazing. The, the paddles were dinner plates. It was awesome. They were perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. The action on them was great. Oh, yeah. Car. Yeah, it's a good car. Car runs good. Um, yeah, I like that thing a lot. I like the Trackhawk we just had. That was great as well. Um, I'm, tr- I'm just trying to think. We still got the McLaren coming up. The Trackhawk badging was kind of ridiculous, though. I will stand by that. Well, it, I think it was subtle, minus the thing that said supercharged. The thing that, that no, that's the only thing like that. Right. But that's so ridiculous, it makes it makes me so you take a, it acceptable to say that. I, I would take all the badges off. I pr- I would definitely take off the hawk on the back. But that's that's not even like that's less in your face than it's, what's on the Trailhawk. Yes, because the Trailhawk's red. Yes, but that is a, just a terrible design logo, yeah. in my opinion. Um, I would take all the badges off. I think it would look cool that way. The rear valance was done way better than I anticipated. I just yeah, didn't think good. it was going to be that good. Like, No, it looks good. It yeah. integrates the exhaust real nicely. Yeah. Um, the blacked out bit. Um, I don't like that the calipers only come in yellow. I don't really care about the color of brake calipers. I just don't like that I don't have a choice. Oh, it was only yellow? It's only yellow on That's the That's kind of weird. It is. It's kind of weird. Uh, but it is crazy that the front brake rotors are 15.7 inches. That what. That's like a pizza. They're 15.7. Now, I thought that was crazy until everybody's driving right now this past week. The Lamborghini Urus launch happened. Oh, okay. I forget what size those are, but I think they're like, they're over 16 inches, I think. And they're not like the bacon rotors? They're what? They're not look like curled no, up bacon no. rotors? They're, um, they're, I think they're, whatever they are, the calipers are 10 piston. Oh, wait. Hole. 
Ten? All, all Ten? the pistons. All, that's every piston ever. Like. Right, that's every piston ever. <laughs> um, and the video, the uh, Basim Wasef, who's a great journalist, posted oh, a video yeah. to his Facebook page, uh, or maybe it was on Instagram, of him driving one on a dirt track, like he, him getting it sideways on a dirt track, which is super, super cool. How many pistons is the Porsche Panamera Turbo Hybrid? Because those are giant. I don't know. Yeah, if those I don't are think they're huge. ten. I, they're like it's, six or eight. It's like half the rotor, though. Right, but I don't. I don't think. They're and do you, ten. is it half the rotor for regen? I have no idea. I just every time I look at that car, I just can't believe the front brakes. Right, they're big. Yeah, there's a lot of weight to haul in, though. Yeah, I mean, I, you always forget how how much batteries weigh. Right, I'm trying to read what that says. I think it's having us get off. And like to we have to traffic. go through LA. So. I know. Yeah, uh, we're on the 101 now. For those of you keeping score, it's like the the SNL sketch, the Californians. Um, it was a great sketch. <laughs> I got 101 right now. Are you mad? I gotta get on the 101 to the 405, back right. to the five. Um, but uh, I think this is a decent place to call it for now, just because this is gonna be a little bit shorter one anyway. Because um, we're driving, it's a mobile podcast, and I have to start paying a, a bit more attention to the road. To get us to our 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 B-level premiere. That's the highest level I've ever been. B-level premiere of Infinity War a, a few hours before. Because I think you can see it tonight at midnight, right? Uh, I, you could probably see it like when we get out. You could probably go to a theater and see it. No, no, I know you can see it tomorrow. No, no, no. I think when we get out of the theater tonight, they'll probably like have another showing for... Normal people. I don't think you. I don't. I don't think until midnight because I think it technically premieres tomorrow, or like yeah. that's when you it, can go. Yeah, go see a Friday. How about that? Right. <laughs> um, which you'll be listening to this then, so uh, you can ask us on Twitter and all the other things how um, how the movie is. Josh, tell everybody where they can find you online. Yeah, first and foremost, follow the Real Hooniverse on Instagram. It's still growing. I've we we don't really have a setup set up for it yet because we're all over the place. But there's some good stuff on there. If you want to follow me. At Mr. Steal Your Dog on Twitter and Instagram. Jeff dropped his phone. I'm trying to fish it out right now. It's not working so well. Oh, great. Uh, Jeff, what about you? Um, on Instagram, at Hooniverse Jeff. On Twitter, at Jay Glucker. Also follow at The Real Hooniverse on both of those, like Josh said. Go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Go to Hooniverse.com and read something. Um, and then um, like our Facebook page, too. I don't know if I ever say Facebook page. And if you're really into our stuff, Go be a patron. Go be a patron on Patreon. You can do that, too. Um, and uh, we'll be back in a week with uh, some... I'll talk about the McLaren. I'll probably have a bit more news on the wagon. And um, and we'll go from there. And if you, for some random-ass reason, think you might be interested in buying my W114 down the road, it's not for sale right now, um, but if you want, if you were curious about it and thought it might be a kind of a cool project car for you... Give me, just hit me up and we can chat about it. And maybe you get a, a better price as you're a friend of the show. Um, so, you and, know, let me know. And if there's anyone local to us in Orange County, meaning, and you ride mountain bikes and you want Jeff and I <laughs> to follow you and yell things like that was rad and check this shit out, let us know. We always want to find more trails. Yeah, there you go. Do that too. We'll see you later. Later. Bye.